Hey, this is Sailor. Welcome to another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. Well, hello, hello. What's up, Ed? Hey, Sailor. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good, but something seems a little weird here. Wait, where the hell is Matt? Matt? Uh, I think he's out there being an iconic dad. <laughs> <laughs> Matt! Yeah, we know he's not saving ease anymore, so... Nope, he's not out there saving ease. Being his dad. Being a dad. Well, <sighs> screw you, Matt. I guess we'll just have to take over tonight and handle it on our own. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It'll be tough, but I think we can do it. What do you think? I think so. We've got a, we picked one. We kind of picked a stupid topic to do by ourselves. I have to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we challenged ourselves tonight. We'll just put it that way. We did. <laughs> it was my stupid idea. I was like, oh, yeah. Or I should say you challenged us. Yeah, I did. And then I, then you you freaked out and then I freaked out and I was like, ah, fuck it. We'll just do it. (laughs) Well, I am super excited. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me see your shirt. Look at that shirt. How about that? All right. For the listeners, he's got a sailor's kick-ass cocktail shirt on. That's right. All the cool people sport this shirt. <laughs> Apparently, I've been seeing them all over the internet. Jeez, what am I going to do next? <laughs> Thank you for representing, brother. I appreciate Anytime. it. Anytime. So, okay, okay. This this is going to be a ridiculous show. Like, ridiculous meaning, in theory, I thought it could would be kind of a normal for us task to to cover this band in practice this could be an entire podcast and i'm sure there's probably a podcast out there i haven't looked yet that covers this band um or we could do like a entire one year season on this band (laughs) and the spider web um so before we get into that though um i'm going to give you guys a little hint and we'll see who can figure it out? I think it's going to depend on many factors. Um, what it is we are going to cover tonight. That was my introduction to the band. <laughs> I think possibly mine as well. I think uh, people of our generation, that was probably the time when we were first, re- I mean, really properly introduced to this band. Yeah. Um, yeah. And cognizant of it because I'm pretty sure yes. my parents, I know my parents are both big fans. And so I'm sure I heard um you know earlier albums and just didn't recognize it if you don't know what the hell we're talking about we are going to be covering the band yes tonight yes um, indeed yes indeedy and how many yes puns can we do tonight <laughs> let's find we keep out a little counter going? <laughs> we need sound effects Ed. can you get on that <laughs> bing bing and we need to like when i say naughty words uh 
All right. All right. But before we get into the music, before we discuss this incredible, I don't even want to call them a band, this incredible like entire universe of entity entity. Thank you. Yes. Perfect. Let's talk about the whiskey. What are you drinking tonight? Oh, do I have some whiskey? Oh, me too. Me too. It's a new one for me too. Um, I just recently got this. So I was tipped off. Um, There was a little bit of uh, talk amongst the Instagram bourbon community about this particular bottle. Apparently, from what I hear, um, it is going to be very soon, if not already, um, a Kentucky-only distribution of this bottle going from Hmm. national just to Kentucky. And so I figured, well, I've never had this before. So uh, I figured I might as well take a chance and see if I can find one before it becomes even more difficult to find. Unfortunately, um, it's it's a brand that is near and dear to my heart here. Mm -hmm. Um, Evan Williams, they have been putting out, this is, I think, flown under the radar for many people, which could be part of the reason they're uh, taking its distribution to Kentucky. But it's Evan Williams Single Barrel mm-hmm. right here. And um, what, what's cool about this bottle is they they give you a, a barreled date and a bottled date. So my it, this is bottle I have was uh, barreled in 2013 and bottled in 21, just like a month shy of its uh, eighth anniversary. So technically, Mm. this would be a seven-year bourbon. Um, It's 86.6 proof, um, higher than the standard black label, but not quite as high as the bonded white. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's kind of in the middle there. So, but yeah, this is a really nice uh, bourbon. It's, you know, well-balanced, like all Evan Williams bourbons are. But I'm thinking, as delicious as it is, I still wish I, I, I mean, I, I wish there was a little more heat to it though. Mm, kind of like I would love a single, a, uh, if they had a single barrel version of the, uh, the bottled in bond mm. would be pretty, pretty amazing. Or at least a hundred proof. Um, if not bottled in bond. Now, do you think but, the, um, the proof decision is based on flavor or do you think it's based on meeting demand a certain i i don't know so okay so single barrel means that you're when you when you empty the barrel you never know what the barrel is going to be the Mm -hmm. proof comes out of the barrel so if you want to be consistent you have to select a proof that you're going to proof all these barrels down to if you want to be consistent across the board some people do single barrels and barrel strength and you get what you get yeah and it's just whatever that barrel for but they made the decision for whatever reason to proof it down to uh, 86.6 how they got that exact number i don't know they probably did some math <laughs> to figure it out <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah but i i'm really enjoying this and um yeah kind of wishing i would have jumped on this train a little sooner because i mean the price wasn't bad either i mean i think it was it was like in, I don't know, $32 or something plus tax, something like that. Yeah, they're always well-priced, which I hope yeah. doesn't change. I really hope it doesn't change. So that's what I am drinking tonight. Well, it sounds very interesting. Mm-hmm. So I am drinking something that I feel is just as unique as the band we are going to cover tonight, the entity we are going to talk about. Mm. Um, and I want to go off on a, on a little bit of a journey, if you will, and take you to Arizona. I want to take you to, so if you can envision, if you've been to Arizona, if you haven't visited, I'm sure you have a picture in your mind of um, the dry heat, um, what the landscape looks like, you know, lots of pinks and oranges and really pretty colors. Um, beautiful sunsets, um, you know, definitely the American desert. Um, I was gifted and I mean, the folks at this distillery are just so generous and, um, I had the opportunity and the absolute pleasure 
to write a story about this distillery for the current issue of American Whiskey Magazine. And as a matter of fact, it happened to hit the cover. Nice. Um, I'm excited. It's my first cover, and I'm very proud of American Whiskey Magazine. I'm really proud of what we're doing. It's such a beautiful, um, beautiful publication. I think the writing is just fantastic and really interesting for folks that aren't into whiskey yet or are interested in it um, or aficionados both. I think you you get a little bit of everything mm-hmm. um, in this magazine. So I am talking about Whiskey Delback. Um, I am drinking a very, very special uh, bottle. It's called the Frontera. It's an American single malt. Um, limited edition. There was about, I think, 900 in total that were released um, and sold out already. So I was very, very lucky to receive a bottle. Um, so it is just, it's really an unbelievably, just really, it's an elegant bottle. I really mm-hmm. like their labels and their their bottles. Very, very simple and very elegant. Um so it is a, a, let me first say, it's a 95 proof, which I actually really appreciate. A, it's an American single malt, but B, there is so much flavor that smacks you in the face in a good way. I think more heat with this expression, um, I don't think it would have worked as well. Um, so this is um, a, uh, it's a, like I said, it's a, it's a, limited release and it's been finished in Spanish Pedro Jimenez butts. Um, It's really just, it's really hard to articulate what's happening with this, um, this beautiful whiskey, the color alone. Look at the color of this. Look how dark it is. Mm -hmm. Just that acrid dry heat. And then those sherry casks, unbelievable. So it's just full of layers of flavor layers of interest the nose on it is absolutely beautiful it's right at that point it's about as high as i go putting it in a glencairn glass but it really is beautiful in the glencairn actually and it's just it's got such a big nose and then what i love is when you when the flavor matches the nose so perfectly and that's exactly what's happening here so my palate really understands what's about to happen when I take a sip of it. But you get all this beautiful stone fruit and you get lots of vanilla bean, um, lots of custard in this. Really super creamy, um, almost like an orange cream in there. It really feels like an atmosphere of where it comes from. And, you know, my favorite subject in whiskey is terroir. Um And this is definitely just a beautiful showcase of the landscape of Arizona um, and the beautiful bounty that comes out of Arizona. I think it is just a stunning, stunning example of American single malts, which is such an exciting category, Um, especially in places where one of the things I love about who's making American single malt these days is because they are using... Um, grains that are unique to their own special terroir, right? To their own areas, uh, like Balcones, like Westland, and like Whiskey Delback. Um, so it's just really interesting. You're getting just a taste and a flavor of this place. And then you can go to, to Westland and get a taste, a flavor of the Pacific Northwest. You know, I just think it's really, really exciting. So, um, Please uh, grab the latest issue of American Whiskey Magazine if you haven't already and read my story about um, Southwest Whiskey, Um, some really exciting brands. Um, I spoke about Santa Fe Spirits and um, also Big Nose Kate. Um, So just really interesting stuff happening. And I'm just really blown away by the beauty of this expression. So I absolutely recommend for all you whiskey fans out there, um, grabbing a bottle of whiskey Delback. And those of you that are new to whiskey or whiskey curious, it's very approachable. It would be a great place to start, I think. So cheers. Cheers. Yeah, I like what you say about um, trying different whiskeys that really 
reflect the areas that they're they're made in uh be it the terroir or using the local uh vegetation or whatever to add that flavor i remember the last time i was in um i was in phoenix arizona last year and i went out to dinner and i wish i could remember the name of the whiskey i think i told you about it it was mm -hmm. um i want to see even say it might have been santa fe spirits i don't know but i remember it was they're um, in New Mexico, Santa oh, Fe. Yeah, yeah, it was a New Mexico. I think it was a New Mexico. Um, they hit it on the, the menu, so I ordered some. And um, the it was a single malt, but they smoked the barley with mesquite wood mm -hmm. from the local mesquite trees. So which mm -hmm. added a really unique That had to be Santa Fe. That's the Cole Keegan. The Cole Keegan mesquite smoke. Okay. Yeah, maybe that was it. I have to go back and look. But yeah, it was really good. Uh, I was really impressed. And I also, you say that's a sherry finish. I also love whiskeys uh, that have been finished in some kind of a uh, a bold red type of wine, whether it's Madeira or sherry mm -hmm. or something like that. That I really enjoy those. So that that sounds like a fantastic, fantastic four. It's unbelievable. And I'm just so grateful. Um, thank you so much, Mark, for sending this beautiful bottle to me and the whole team at Whiskey Dell back were very gracious um, when I interviewed them. And um, I can't oh. wait to go visit in person. You know what? That I, I now that I think about it, that actually might have been it because I'm, I'm looking on the online. I see there have a classic Dorado with mesquite smoked single malts. That may have been it. Maybe I, that would probably was the Delbacks. Now that I, I see the bottle, uh, I, I believe that was it. So, yeah. So, yeah, I've had the mesquite smoked single malt so I can vouch for it. It's good. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Boom. Yes. Well, that's our whiskey for the evening. Let's talk about the damn music, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Move me on to any black square. Use me any time you want. Just remember that the goal is for us all to capture all we want. All right, so, uh, okay, we're talking about Yes tonight. I, I've had them on the list for a long time, but of course I was inspired by the recent passing, sadly, of Alan White, um, who passed away May of this year. Um, if you don't know who he is, he uh, was best known um, for his tenure as the drummer in the band Yes, Um he joined Yes in 1972, um, following uh, the death of their bassist, Chris, Chris Squire, in 2015. Um, Alan became the longest remaining member of the band um, and the only member besides Squire to never leave the band prior to his death um, last month. He appeared on 43 albums with the band, uh, 17 of which were original studio albums. I'm going to tell you, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, um, if you're, you're on the toilet and you've got your phone, uh, just Google Alan White from the band. Yes. And go down this incredible, there, there's a there's a John Lennon and Yoko connection. There is, this man was unbelievable. Um, highly recommend. We, we do not have time to go into his incredible career. Um, nor do we have time to go into John Anderson as a person outside of being um, the vocalist and uh, songwriter uh, for, and, and writer for yes. Um, I mean, this is for all of them. We could go on for days about each one of the members throughout time that has been a member of Yes. 
and all of their accomplishments and, and talents, but it's just too much. It's too much. Um, so we're yeah, gonna... I was a bit overwhelmed when <laughs> I was reading about this band. Oh my gosh. Poor Ed. I'm sorry I did this to you. Um, without a plan. We, we, I, I think the best thing to do here is to talk about, um, you know, when they got started and then really their breakout and you alluded to that a bit, but I think what, what often happens when I speak to people about, yes, that are kind of like, I think I know them. I think I like them like a song or two. And then I'm like, no, 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 go and listen, like go discover. And all of a sudden, just like with what happened to you, Ed, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I didn't even realize this was yes. And this was yes. And that was yes. Oh, whoa. I really like, yes, they're one of those bands for sure. Um, so they are considered prog rock. They are considered one of the founders. Um, I maybe, yeah, definitely one of the founders of progressive rock or prog mm -hmm. rock. Um, they released the Yes album in February of 1971. And I'm starting there because I've seen all good people um, is on this album. So I think that's when you can go back and go, oh, I recognize these songs. Um, for most people, it's going to start there. Yeah, that um, was one of those songs, like you said, it was like, oh, yeah, that was, yes. Because <laughs> I you know, I was uh, more familiar with their later stuff, of course, their later right. catalog. Most people are. But you know that song. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Song. Yeah. Um, so that same year, okay, they release um, the Yes album in Febu February of 1971. That same year, because why not, they release another fucking album that's called Fragile in November. And um, one of my favorite songs, um, and we played a piece of it, um, Roundabout is on that album. And then this is a song that most people are like, oh, I had no idea that Yes sang this song. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Don't kill me. I've definitely heard that song before, but I wouldn't have pegged it as yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I love about this band is, I mean, they are, someone recently said to me, I think it was right after hearing about Alan's passing. Oh, they were kind of like the more rock grateful dead. And after I slapped them and kicked <laughs> them in the ass and, and kicked them in the head while they were on the floor, I said, no, 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 no. I, I see what you're trying to do there, but no, um, they're not a jam band. Let's, let's make that clear. This is a hill I will absolutely die on. I think you, you could assume that, but I think the more you get into the content and the, the total body of their work, you understand that it's, it's, it's like jazz. It's progressive. It's not just, mm -hmm. Oh, that sounds cool. Let me add this to it. Oh, that's cool. Like, that Their sound definitely progressed that, that indeed um <laughs> so i love that these two albums come out in the same year so again i will suggest dear listeners to listen to the yes album and listen to fragile back to back and understand that they wrote those songs in about a year it just just blows my mind yeah, some bands are like that. They'll just like, they just, I don't know what gets into them, but they just get into a writing streak and they write insane amounts of song in a short period of time. It's crazy. 
Well, I think for them, I mean, they're just musicians, you know, yeah. they weren't, they weren't doing it to be rock stars and for the fame. They just were true musicians and oh, they're yeah. all incredibly creative individuals and just, you, you know, have this need and desire to keep creating. And so I think, you know, if you're in a position where someone has kind of said, okay, you can eat, you have a roof over your head you're going to be on a bus and you can just devote your life to creating for people like this, that works. And you get 40 something albums. It just in one band, <laughs> forget how many they, you know, contributed to in their lifetimes. So, okay. So let's walk away from 1971 for a minute and let's fast forward a little bit to 1983. Oh Yeah. We have said this many times, uh, the early 80s, well, most of the 80s are just so great for rock music mm -hmm. um, and certainly for new rock bands uh, that would that are now classic rock bands, um, but also bands like Yes, that had been around mm -hmm. for a really long time. Um, they release in November of 1983, um, 90125 which contains owner of a lonely heart yes. one of the best and i think i've i said i think we did the like best rock songs or some shit like that oh. and i listed this song but okay so i got something to say about this song so yeah so this was the first song that i remember ever hearing about yes well and knowing that, that it was yes i should put that caveat in there sure um so, but the music video, this was on MTV. This is like prime MTV time, early 80s. But I forgot how freaking trippy and creepy this music <laughs> video was. It's I don't true. know if you've gone back and watched it lately. Yeah, it's a fucking weird video. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's out there. So yeah, listeners or viewers, wherever you're seeing us on, yeah. Go check it out and you'll see what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. So this um, reached number five on the U.S. Billboard 200 and six, number 16 on the U.K. album charts, which I can't believe it didn't chart higher than that. I'm really surprised. Um, but it remains their best-selling album. Um, and obviously, um, Owner of a Lonely Heart was the most successful and is their only song to t to top the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart, which again I'm really surprised to hear. I'm that. surprised that uh, there another couple of songs. There, there's another song called "It It Can Happen," which I remember mm -hmm. was very popular. At least on same MTV. with "Hold On and, and Changes" and, and "Leave It Leave It" was also a very popular song. So, yeah, so owner of the, that's the only one that broke the 100. That surprises yeah. me. It's really weird. Changes is another one. I, I think it's played. Still yeah. So oh, yeah. Radio play. I'm surprised. But That's another one. Owner of a Lonely Heart is just I dare you to have that song come on and you don't ta at least tap your feet. You know, I mean, it is such a killer song. And I remember hearing it and having to run out and get the single and then that summer I went to visit my dad and I was like going through his albums and he had a yes album that I had not, I had I didn't know, you know, it was, I had just been introduced to the band and it was um, fragile. And so I listened to fragile and that's kind of when I went back and learned about the band and um, you know, like I just said, long distance run around um, and roundabout roundabout was like, Whoa, that was, that was kind of, earth shattering to a kid at the time. I just thought it was really, in, really impressive and creative. And that's when I was hooked on yes, for sure. And then a certain movie came out. <laughs> and I will say it was, and still is one of my favorite movies. And I remember I don't know how I remember this talking about this, our first few months of recording, maybe our, one of our first early shows after drinking much whiskey, we talked about this movie. Yes. I remember that. <laughs> 
So I am talking about the movie Legend, uh, and it was uh, released in 1985. And um, it uh, so a young Tom Cruise is one of the main characters, along with Tim Curry in one of his best roles, I think, um, as the devil. It's such a fantastic movie. And when you, um, again, you have got to read about this film. You'll probably remember it. It was directed by Ridley Scott. Um, and it just, w- when you read about who was involved in this movie and how it almost didn't happen and then how it did happen. And now, of course, it's a cult classic. It's about unicorns and goblins and you know, a, a, it's a fantasy world and it's a love story and there's fucking cool horses in there. And uh, the Tim Curry as the devil is unbelievable, really unbelievable. And the soundtrack, the reason I'm bringing up this freaking movie is the soundtrack. So John Anderson, um, again, I highly recommend, um, looking this up and listening to the soundtrack. I'm going to play you, um, a song and I, I wonder how many of you are fans of this movie. Let me know. I, w- I would love to hear about it. And if you know, or remember this song. I have seen the mystics play there. Once or twice, well, I knew they had a reason. Enchantment plays its cards all right, hand in hand with the workings of the seasons. Legends can be now and forever, teaching us to love for goodness sake. Legends can be now and forever. Ring any bells? Not for me. You're, Did you ever see the movie? Probably gonna, I'm glad you're not nearby to hit me, but I've never actually seen Legend. Ed, are you serious? I'm serious. I missed out. <sighs> what the hell? All right. I'm going to help you out here. I'm going to play the trailer for you, okay? Because I like you, Ed. Because I think you have potential. I'm going to play the trailer for you. I've seen clips of it before, so I kind of know. How can you see clips of it and not see the damn movie? Lord. So this would have been 85. Was this after Risky Business? I think it was. Risky Uh, Business was. How about now? Can you hear it now? Not yet. Oh, and that's um Sloan from First Bueller's Yes. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me try it. Let me try this again. I don't know why it's being stupid tonight. Share audio. So this would have been before First Bueller because that fake First Bueller was eighty six, if I remember correctly. Can you hear it now? Not yet. No, I can't. But- Oh my god. <laughs> Dumb bitch, you killed a unicorn. <laughs> okay. But I gotta so. see. I mean, you had me at Ridley Scott. I mean, if Ridley Scott did it, you know the special. And Tim Curry? Are you Tim serious? Curry? Yes. It's a masterpiece. It's an absolute masterpiece. So Risky Business was 83. That was the same year as 90125. Hmm. Interesting. Well, if you... So I love looking up um, who they tapped to play Tom Cruise's role. Initially, I laughed really hard. Um, It just wouldn't... I mean, now, I, I I don't think... 
I'm not sure if this if I knew who he was when I watched it, but I can't imagine anyone else playing it, which is weird because of who he is now. But you have to think about who he was then. He was like still fairly unknown. Um, yeah. So one of my favorite movies, cult classic, killer movie, killer soundtrack, still holds up. And again, John Anderson. I mean, can you please? That to me is yes. <laughs> and I will make a point to watch it. Okay. And then report back, please, because this is important shit in life. Your job, not so much. The family, not so much. Watching this, watch critical. Legend. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> I, I literally have written it down. Good. As you should. So. All right, listeners, you heard it here. He is going to report back and give us a blow-by-blow blow on what he thought of the amazing movie, Legend. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, um, so overall, now that you've kind of delved into Yes from a different perspective, what are your thoughts on them as a band? Well, they kind of there's a, they fall within a certain um, how do I say this? There's other bands like this that have that I've run across. Um, I'm not talking purely style. I'm just talking about how they have a history. Then all of a sudden they got their popularity was either reborn or boosted in the eighties. And that's when I first discovered them. I'm thinking of heart. I am thinking of Aerosmith. Um, Rush, not so much. I think they were, they were, Rush was pretty constant um, across their career. A lot of bands Um, has happened to it. Even happened to Tina Turner. Oh, there you go. Absolutely. Great Great point. Great Mm -hmm. example. Yep. Um, But yeah, it's like, you know, I, I, I don't want to, at the risk of repeating myself, you know, it's like they're one of those bands where you're like, oh, yeah, that was them. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great song. That was them. I didn't know that was them. But, uh, yeah, the two the two albums I'm most familiar with, of course, are 90215, which was put out in 83, and then the song uh, Big Generator, which was put out in 87. And from that uh album we get rhythm of love mm-hmm. and we get love will find a way which is is up there for me with one of my definitely one of my favorite yes songs right definitely. up there with owner of a lonely heart i know they're they're pretty close um even finalize that's a pretty decent song too um but yeah those those two rhythm of love and love will find a way off of that album are two you know i would put that up in their top 10 probably Yes, indeed. I I love that. I love bands where that, that are just so full of interesting people, you know, just chock full of talent. Because any one of these guys that's played in this band at some time or a, another, especially the founding members, I mean, just unbelievable careers. Um, and just really incredible, um, yeah, just, just interesting lives, interesting projects, um, really all of them. I will say though, John Anderson is my absolute favorite and I, I love his voice. I love everything he does. Um, I, I think to me, he, he's the sound of yes whether that's fair or not it is what it is to me yeah no fight you if you disagree (laughs) 
but what um what got me though i i learned a factoid about uh yes that they have a connection to um the beginnings of mtv i mean the literal beginning of mtv uh remember that uh you remember the first video that was ever played on mtv right mm-hmm. yeah video, video killed the killed radio, the radio star, star by the buggles and a couple <laughs> of those members um were happened to be members or involved with the band yes and i think at least one of them if not the two of them would go on to the band asia as well mm-hmm. which is another band we could get into but oh geez seriously um, <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, a lot of interesting history so many yeah with a band like this i know i'm sure there's all kinds of wow things that i haven't run across yet but uh i will say though i think i think it's an, an important disclaimer to say for those of you that are going to go down this yes rabbit hole after listening to this you will come across albums where you're like what the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> I mean, it, it you just will. Um, uh, really Pink Floyd? <laughs> no, a little even more far-fetched Even than more that. out? How can you, Bl- you be more far out than Umaguma? Okay, fair enough. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tornado <laughs> is up there for me. Um, but I'll, I'll leave you guys to discover for yourself. Um, uh, there is... Again, um, just again, going, going, keep saying again. Barrett Pink Floyd, I should. Okay, fair enough. Yes. Um, Just some of the stuff that uh, John Anderson did, like writing for this, he he wrote for this underground um, ballet, I think it was Scottish ballet, and I've listened to a piece of it, and I'm like, whoa, I don't know if they were doing drugs or if they were like, you know how there's bagpipes involved? Well, (laughs) No, um but you know how there's some people that you're like they inspired drugs because they're just so off the wall and weird um then you find out later like d snyder for example never drank never did drugs you know wow okay um yeah again just just when you go down this <laughs> down this rabbit hole you're gonna come across some stuff and you're just gonna be like okay um they were experimenting there cool 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 okay (laughs) yep yep okay gonna move on now there's a lot of um tolkien inspiration uh i'll i'll just let you know that right away um and of course everybody's gonna run to uh tornado now to listen to listen to that (laughs) so i think it's best uh that we leave it here right now um i'll tell you i mean for me 90125 is my favorite album with fragile right behind it um just love those albums but there there's just there's so much in the catalog of this band that it would be really impossible for us to do a super deep dive um unless we had a lot more people and we wanted to devote a year to it maybe we could do it properly Um, would you would you say that I think the the whole point of this episode is we want to try to um, kind of expose yes to some of our listeners who may have not heard them and to encourage them to take and take to take another look if the, it's been a while since they've listened to their music and explore a little bit further because there is so much good stuff to be had. Absolutely, especially if you are someone that knows owner of a lonely heart and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I really love that song and that's what that band does. Not at all. There, I mean, th- that's what's so interesting about bands like this. Um, yes, it, it is to, you know, honor those that have passed, like Alan White. Um, and really just, yeah, honor this band, expose them to a new to new audiences, hopefully, and just go back and take a look at the breadth of this work and this, like you said, this entity and how awesome in, in the literal sense of what that word is supposed to mean. Um, it's just, and it was fun. It was fun this past week going back 
and uh, I would put on, you know, uh, another album every day and like spend spend some time listening to it. And it was really, really fun to revisit and listen to some albums that I had never heard myself, um, especially their early stuff. Um, just really incredible. So, yeah, I think I think uh, that's it. Just, you know, this is yes. And we hope you guys will um, go either go back to them or go exploring and see what you think mm-hmm. and let us know. Ah, yes. Another good one. So takes me back. Do you know of the site? um, I'm sure you might know of the site, the culture wiki on culture fandom. No. Um, Yes, it's it's really got some good meaty stuff. It's really great to like research for in this case, like bands and like cultural references to them and things like that. Um, definitely give that site a hit when you're, when you're delving into this band. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll tell you one of the things I came across that I, that makes me hate VH1 even more. They were only ranked <laughs> number 94 on VH1's 100 greatest artists of hard rock. Like first of all, well, are they hard be rock? fair, no hard rock. No, they they I mean, rank very high they, on hard rock for sure. No, but also fuck you, they don't belong ninety four on anything. I Get wouldn't call them hard rock. I'd call them progressive rock for sure, but not hard. Rock. Agreed. So don't either don't put them on the list, or you bet. I don't even want to know what bands they went up against. I would, I'd, I'd flip out. Um, anyway, that's a good that's a good place to go to when you're looking into this band. So I just wanted to mention that. Um, yeah. And that's it. So, wow. Um, oh my God, this whiskey is so good. You guys <laughs> I, have to, I have to try to only have little tiny sips from this bottle because it's, lim- it's limited things. I'm the worst person to send this shit to. It's so hard for me. <laughs> um, ooh, ooh, before we go, before we go, and I probably shouldn't say this because then everybody's going to go get it and I might not get one. Um, our friends at Few Spirits out of Evanston, Illinois, um, friend of the show, Paul Letko, announced today, now if you saw it, Matt, um, a new... I'm not collab- Matt. I'm oh, sorry, Ed. Sorry. <laughs> I'm too excited. I know you miss Matt. Don't you you? should have just you should have just said yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so oh. Paul comes from the music world. He was a guitar yes. tech for touring bands for a long time, whether I don't know if you guys remember or not. Um, so he has some pretty cool friends. And uh, one of his friends, uh it, from a one of my favorite bands, um Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Um, if you don't know them, my God, just fuck off. Um, they are they put together a collaboration and it's called Motor Oil. <laughs> yes. I was a little little surprised when I saw that bottle. It, it's a lot different. That different is it an is. understatement to anything they've put out before, at yeah. least the label. Well, so's the whiskey in it. I mean, it's a blend of three whiskeys. Um, so Fuse Bourbon finished in rum barrels, Fuse Bourbon finished in vermouth barrels, hmm. and then a mesquite smoke wheat whiskey. Oh my gosh. Dude, I cannot wait to try this. Um, only 1,800 of these will be sold. I already have my calendar on lockdown. I'm going to be pissed if I can't get a bottle of this. Um, I'm really excited. I'm not going to say when it goes on sale. 
And if you fuckers get one and I don't, there's going to be hell to pay, I tell you. Hell. I, I'm really, really excited. Um, and also, if you go on Black Rebel Motorcycle Club's Facebook, um, it's, it's really cool how they announced it and how they tell the story. Um, so, yeah. I'm excited for that. So, congrats, Paul. I'm sure it's going to be delicious. Oh, yeah. If Paul's involved, you know it is. Hell yeah. All right. I'm going to go drink more whiskey and listen to some yes. Sounds like a good idea. So, shit, Matt's not here to say all the stuff. I guess you got to do it, Ed. All right. Let's see how how good of a job I can do. So, thanks, listeners. Um, Please go like, subscribe, do all those things. If you love us or even like us, uh, we'd appreciate it. And um, Sailor, where can they find you? You can find me as Sailor Guevara um, on the Instagrams and on the Facebooks. You can also find me. Where else can they find me? I don't know. Um, you can find Guevara.com, me. Behind, maybe you can. <laughs> you can. You can sailorguevara.com, sure. You can come to the Mermaid Bar in Stewart, Florida and hang out at my bar with me. Um, yeah, and also go to yeah, AmericanWhiskeyMag.com. Yeah, you can find IRL, not just in You can. Media. I am IRL again. <laughs> I exist, you guys, in real life. Whoa. <laughs> and you might be able to find me in Chicago one day soon. Hopefully, I'm looking. Hopefully forward to in it. August. Hopefully in August. Fingers crossed. That's right. Yeah. How about you? Oh, uh, and unlike Sailor, um, I can only be found generally in maybe one or two places. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> mostly just Instagram. Find me on Instagram at Bourbon Geek. That's really all the, the only place you really need to look. So. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. It was very informative, at least for me. Um, I hope it was for all of you, too. And uh, hope to see you or hope you see us. (laughs) Or listen to us. No, it doesn't really. I don't know what kind of computer you have. (laughs) The next episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. (laughs) And next episode, the battles will be back. So we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Later, everyone. I love you more than